welcome back to Eve Talks. We're joined by Bobby Casey today, and uh, thank you for the time, uh, to taking the time to speak to us. Um, how are you? I'm doing well. It's been a stressful week with midterms and stuff, but that's yeah. it. I'm good. Midterm season. Okay, so we'll get right into it. So um, where and when will you start working? Sure, yeah. Um, I will be starting in June, uh, the beginning of June, at J.P. Morgan in the Markets Division. Um, more specifically, uh, within the sales um, arena of that, um, I guess, whole thing. So still kind of trying to figure out what team I'm going to be on. That actually takes place next week, but um, something within sales. Okay, that's awesome. Um, so I guess basically since this video will be focused on your recruitment, mm -hmm. could you tell us how you like managed to secure this opportunity? Yeah, for sure. So um, as we've talked about a little bit prior, I, I don't have the conventional... I think, um, financial internship background or story right. as to how I, I got the, um, offer. Um, but so I worked as a marketing intern at this technology firm at home in Scranton, PA. Um, and the summer before that I worked at a beer distributor. Um, so I, I really don't have, and obviously Williams, um, for all the things that it's great at, it doesn't have, it doesn't provide you with the formal like finance and accounting right. opportunities that a lot of other schools have. Um, so that was a question that I got pretty often uh, throughout the recruitment process was like, why are you doing this? Right. And it, why don't you have anything that proves that you want to be in finance? And I think um, for me, the biggest thing was, first of all, figuring out that what arena within finance that I wanted to pursue. So whether that be investment banking, sales and trading, um, obviously the list goes on and on, but, um, when I figured that out that I wanted to do sales and trading, um, it was more about networking as much as possible. Obviously Williams does a tremendous job with the database. Um, I'm on the basketball team, so the basketball team has their own kind of sect of, um, people that you can reach out to and that'll help you a lot. So that was kind of the thing that I did, um, starting kind of later in the summer last year and into the fall of this past semester. Um, just trying to get on the phone with as many people as possible, um, and hopefully kind of climb my way up the ladder. And I was fortunate enough to, in I, th I think October to get an offer from JP Morgan after my, uh, after my super day. Right. So like, um, I guess just like for a day to day layout, um, during what I would maybe call like the busy week for you, mm -hmm. how did you like schedule phone calls? Like, was it difficult like managing? I know like all those, like the professionals now have mm -hmm. like different schedules. Like how did you kind of accommodate that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, th I think that was a definitely a stressful period. I mean, it's, it's almost like adding another class that like <laughs> is almost, I, I mean, I don't know whether the Williams people get mad, but like, I feel like I almost took it more seriously than some of my classes mm -hmm. at that time. Um, because I was constantly on email trying to get on the phone. Um, and in addition to basketball where we, have, where we work out or, um, have some type of team obligation for like around two hours every day. Right. So I was usually trying to get on the phone, like, either before class, like in the morning, or um, after I was done for the day, like later at night. Um, and it was kind of up to up in the air as to when uh, these people could talk to me, because obviously I'm not really the one calling the shots. Exactly, <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, it was definitely a stressful period. So a day-to-day, -day, I guess, would be like, for me, try to get on the phone with at least one or two people in the morning, go to class, um, go to either practice or lifting, um, go to dinner, and then come back and probably have one or two, maybe sometimes more calls. Um, and some nights it wasn't four calls every day, but, um, it was, it kind of varied day by day. 
And I think that was a huge reason why I was able to afford the opportunity um, was because I was so willing and kind of tenacious in that um, I try to talk to really uh, as many people as possible, whether they be Williams people or people from home or um, really just try to expand my network as, mu- as much as I could. Right. Um, so I've heard from some people that they'd rather be more particular with the alumni they pick to like speak to. Did you think that was something you kind of carried in the like back of your mind or um yeah I mean I think uh for me I I'd be lying to you if I said I want to be like in finance for the next 50 years like I I don't know that for sure um and I think that was definitely the case even when I was looking for an internship like I talked to people in consulting I talked to people in sports management and really anything you could probably think of just to try to get as much of a perspective as possible um and in talking to those people, I kind of narrowed it down, like, who was most like me, who did I have really good conversations with, and a lot of those people were within sales and trading, so um, that's kind of when I narrowed my focus more towards the middle of the fall, um, and as it got closer to the Super Day, tried to really hone in on specifically J.P. Morgan people, but also people within finance, so that I could be best prepared for the Super Day. Right. Um, how did you prepare for your Super Day, and what did you do at the super day. Sure. Yeah. Um, the super day, I was honestly pretty shocked to <laughs> get the even offer to come to the super day. Uh, JP Morgan's process is a little bit different in that you have one video interview. So you have, you're literally staring at a computer screen, <laughs> um, and they present you a question. You get a minute 30 to prepare an answer. And then you have two takes of like a minute long answers. So, um, and I thought I did a decent job of it. It was in like early September then I hear back like four weeks later, like, Hey, we really liked your interview. Um, we'd love to have you for a super day later in the month. So I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I I really have to really put the pedals to the metal here. So, (laughs) um, I tried to, again, like in talking to people, like ask them questions, um, ask them a lot of questions like technicals. Um, the good thing about sales and trading was that, um, it's not as technical as like an investment banking. So there's not as much that you really need to memorize. Um, but just to develop an awareness of the market, so what's going on with the stock market. I'm a political economy major, so I'm always kind of aware of like geopolitical events um, and kind of tying those two together and how like what Trump tweets out or something like right. that affects the stock market and Definitely. vice versa. Um, so, yeah, that was the biggest thing for me is just staying up to date with the stock market. Um, and then my uncle is actually works at Credit Suisse, um, a bank also on Wall Street. Um, he's not in my family, like blood related, but he was a person that I could definitely ask like, uh, questions to that probably I would un- feel uncomfortable talking to without a family member, like really just basic stupid yes, questions yeah. that a, a person in my position should probably should have known at the time. Um, like about interest rates, bonds, stocks, all that stuff, uh, to really just polish up before my super day. And then for my super day, um, you get to New York, I got to New York Thursday night, you wake up really early on Friday and you're super nervous, obviously. And for me, it was, uh, they had like two groups. There was like 40 kids there and 20 interviewed in the morning, 20 interviewed in the afternoon. Um, I was fortunate enough to be in the morning just to kind of get it out of the way. So what you do is, um, there's a bunch of tables for JP Morgan. It's kind of bizarre, but, um, there's, it's just one big room and there's a bunch of tables laid out and you have like a number like six. So you go to table six and 
talk to that person for like a half hour Interesting. and then you get like a little break and then you go in and to another table and uh so you do three 30 minute interviews and then the rest of the day is what they call programming so it's pretty much just like talking about the bank like what's best about it there's a few panel discussions which is really interesting but um yeah and then i was then i heard back on tuesday so a few days after wow that's uh, fast yeah so I, a lot of kids hear back like within like, 24 hours. I actually didn't think I got the offer because I didn't hear back sooner. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it was, it was a fun, it was a fun but stressful time for sure. Okay. Um, so I guess to wrap it up, do you have anything, like, any advice you'd give to someone who's looking towards, uh, applying for one of these? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I'm proof that you don't have to go the conventional route. So if you don't have the internship or, um, I guess, you, you don't know what you're going to do. That doesn't right. necessarily put you at, that you're never going to be able to get the opportunity. Um, I think I worked really hard at almost treating it like another class, like in trying to study as much as possible, talk to as many people as possible um, to figure out what I wanted to do. And just having an open mind about it, um, not being afraid, again, to ask questions that you probably don't feel comfortable or you don't want to sound like dumb. Um, but I think that's how you learn is uh, by talking to people that know a lot more than you and uh, being willing to kind of be vulnerable in a way, I guess in a sense, where um, you can come across as probably they're like, why are you even interested in finance? And that's okay if they ask you that um, because I, I, I'm literally proof that you can yeah. be in an opportunity where or get or afford afforded the opportunity um, even without the formal technical background. Great. Yeah. that's. I think that's a good reason why you were a good example for this yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anyone, um, I think it, it really just comes down to like work ethic and, and a little bit of luck. And I definitely had a little <laughs> bit of luck along the way. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Perfect. Um, if you had to listen to an Eve talk, who are three alumni, staff, students, or faculty you would want to hear from? Yeah, that's, a, that was actually a really interesting question. Um, I think, I mean, I, I'm not sure if you guys know him. I know him pretty well. I've gotten to know him throughout my years here. One student that I'd like to hear an Eve talk for would be um, Jalen Money. He's not on campus. Um, Jalen is, uh, I'm really into politics. Um, so Jalen has always been someone that I admired cause for his activism on campus. So I think that'd be really interesting to listen to. I, I've gotten meals and talked with to him about his, like, his goals for the future and kind of how ambitious he is. And um, just to hear that kind of in a formal discussion would yeah. be really interesting to me. Um, in terms of a faculty member, I think I've heard really good things about Chip Chandler. I'm a leadership studies concentration. He's oh no way, That's yeah. Awesome. So he uh, and he's kind of the pinnacle of the. He's I think he started the leadership studies program here. So awesome. Um, yeah, and I've heard a lot of my friends have taken class with him, and I really want to. But uh, he obviously I think he did really well for himself in consulting or something, and and obviously and then now he's doing really well here. So. I think to hear him talk about not only leadership, but his own path would be cool. And finally, um, I think for me as a basketball player, Duncan Robinson, I don't know if you guys know him, he plays at Michigan now. Um, mm -hmm. So he made the jump from here to Michigan, which is a high Division One school. Um, so to hear him talk about that, and I, he's, he's graduating this year, so what he's going to do with his career, um, whether it be overseas playing basketball, but also I think what people underestimate, like the confidence factor of him going from small Williamstown, Massachusetts yeah. to Ann Arbor, Michigan, Definitely. to talk about like that transition physically, mentally, um, would be really, really cool for people to talk to. 
um, because it's a whole different world, yeah, um, exactly. basketball-wise and socially. So, yeah, I think those would be my three for sure. Awesome. Okay, thank you again for coming in. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. This was Bobby.